Memorial Day weekend at Lake DeSmet. Get ready for a fun-filled weekend with a great old sport. The lake is located on I-97 miles north of Buffalo. There are $100 to $2,000 tag fish, a total of over $50,000 in cash and prizes, including a Polaris Sportsman 570 Trail ATV, the 38th Annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby, May 28th through the 30th. And thanks again to our great sponsor, Budweiser. Whether you're planting a tree or digging a foundation, contact One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Call two business days before you dig. It's free and required by law. Repairs to utilities can be expensive. Cutting a gas line or electrical line can be deadly. No matter if it's weekend yard work or major construction, call One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Sponsored by Public Service Commission, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters and this station. With a 6-1 record, the Sheridan Troopers are primed for another exciting weekend of ball and have their next home games this Saturday, May 14th. Come out to Thorn Rider Stadium as the Troopers take on Powell. The doubleheader starts at 1 with the second game around 3.30. If you can't make it out to the field, you can watch live video web stream on SheridanMedia.com or listen to the game on air on 1410-106.9 FM KWYO. Trooper Baseball is being presented in part by Wyoming Corporate Office, Dr. Michelle Meehan, Sears Hometown Store, and Sheridan Memorial Hospital. Performing Arts and Education Center welcomes Grammy Award-winning artist Larry Mitchell to the Wyo stage Friday, May 20th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets for Larry Mitchell are available now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. Theater. As a business owner, you're always looking for ways to increase your market share. Do you have a marketing plan in place or want to revamp your current plan? Let us help. Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager of Shared Media. What if I told you that you could market your business on nine different radio stations? Partner with our print publication, The Country Bounty, which is directly mailed to nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of our digital products, as well as our websites, sharedomedia.com and sharedomwyoming.com. Let our creative and well-seasoned marketing professionals put together a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story. Call Sheridan Media today. 672-7421 or email sales at sharedamedia.com and let us go to work for you. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. 
Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I am Floyd Whiting and I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, and today we are joined by James Timberlake. We're your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Let's head to the poll. What do we got, Steve? Well, you're talking about a divisive subject here. It's incredible, actually. Yeah. If you want uh, my opinion, it, it was it was down for the longest time, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden the yeses jumped in there this week. <laughs> or excuse me, the noes jumped, the nose in, jumped, the nose yeah. jumped in there this week. And and right now the noes are ahead, but really? by only four votes. See, this is incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, we put up a lot of different poll questions. I ask a lot of different things. I once asked what kind of dog the city would be. <laughs> That's right, yep. You know, but it, it, it always gets me. What polls really divide folks? And this one you just came up with, like right after the show last yeah, week. It was, I was a bang. Really like, curious. Yeah, this is what we're going to do. After yeah. some comments that were made by <laughs> some pretty big directors, I wanted to know what does the actual public think? It's topical, too, because Dr. Strange is out now. Yep. Right Absolutely. Now so go ahead and read it off. The Steve, question what do we is, got? are Marvel movies destroying cinema? And right now... 45% say no, 44% say yes, 10% undecided. So, folks, I decided, <clears throat> let's go ahead and break this down. What is cinematography? Now, the definition of cinematography is the art, art, keep that in mind, of making movies. The cinema is a theater where movies are shown for public entertainment, i.e., a movie theater. Right. What is a movie? I really tried to break this down. <laughs> you are getting into the weeds yeah, here. Isn't a, you? a movie <laughs> is a story or an event recorded by camera as a set of moving images and shown in a theater or on television, i.e. a motion picture. Now, by all those definitions... What's a show, then? Uh, yeah, same, yeah, exactly. same thing. Steve, Good I'm going to apologize to you once again. For all the fun I've made over you for the years <laughs> of calling you a nerd, <laughs> because I think you've been trumped by Floyd. Oh, I, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. Ask him about Futurama sometime. Oh, oh <laughs> we don't want to wade into that puddle, nerd. buddy. I'm telling you, I, I, I have broken Futurama down episode <laughs> by episode. Uh, and if you really want to get off into the weeds, let's talk Tolkien one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord Doctor, of the Rings. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, hey, Doctor Who is one of the finest television programs to ever grace the screen. It is absolutely heartfelt. It's beautiful. Anyway, getting back to this, why did I bring this up? Well, famed director of Goodfellas, Raging Bull, Casino, The Last Temptation of Christ, and many other films that have won Oscars, the director, Martin Scorsese, said a little something about Marvel movies. Last year, he said in an interview with Empire Magazine that he does not consider Marvel films to be cinema, saying that the films produced within the franchise are more like, quote, theme parks. <laughs> now, who is Marvel? 1939, uh, a group of friends got together and formed Marvel Comics. This is a comic book. These are pulp fiction. Mm-hmm. And if we really look at what the superhero is, in, in our society, we can go all the way back to ancient Greece it, it, and, and even beyond that because they're heroes. They're gods. They're, they're, that's what they are now. They're, you know, back then they worshipped them because they thought they were real. Nowadays they're just throw on some tights and go beat some bad guys. 
But that's exactly what it is. That's the gap that a hero tale fills for us. You bring up a good point. Would Captain America beat Hercules? (laughs) I don't think he would, buddy. He's a demigod. Yeah, that's That's a good point. But you know what? There's a comic book out there. Hercules is a comic book character, yeah, my friend. I don't yeah. doubt that at all. He is. Well, look at Thor. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Right? Yeah. At yeah. one time, he was, uh, even now, there's been a huge movement uh, of people really embracing that Nordic mm-hmm. religion throughout, um, well, throughout society. I've got a couple friends myself who do. So, but if we look at what cinema is, you know, you've got individuals like Steven Spielberg you got individuals like Martin Scorsese who try to move the art of it forward, right? They, they look at this like, like fine art, like going in and looking at a Picasso or, or listening to a symphony. To them, it's the same thing. But what about Kevin Feige? Yeah. You know, the, the guy who's kind of the driving force behind all of this Marvel power right now. The showrunner for the movie. Right, basically. right. Does he look at it like that? And and I think if I think he does, I believe so. Well, Absolutely. I mean, let's let's look at what it's done for cinema. So has it re, has it had to invent new ways to get things done? Yeah. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Especially, Absolutely. especially yeah. pandemic related stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. They had to step in as a production company and and try to figure out. How do I film this? Oh my gosh, this is this is epic. How do I film this and make it believable? Mm-hmm. First off, and that is one thing that I do want to say. You know, when when Iron Man came out in, I believe it was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, yeah. I had just gotten home uh, from Iraq, and so me and a soldier buddy of mine, we were both living in Laramie at the time. We went in and and watched this film and i thought you know okay just another superhero film eh let's see what they do with it iron man wasn't big you know yeah it wasn't one of the marvel's no, yeah. money makers maybe it was back in the 70s yeah. but by the 2000s i mean come on who knew the heck who this mm-hmm. guy was and i think robert downey junior nailed it so well that people fell in love and yeah. and and they kept going back to the theater they kept watching and i also think that part of that is Robert Downey Jr. made that character so well that more people, I think, wanted to go see Tony Stark yes. yeah. than they did Iron Man. Yep. And that was a big leap. Instead of just wanting to go see the hero, they wanted to go see the character mm-hmm. more so. Mm-hmm. And if we look at where Robert Downey Jr. was at that time yeah. period, he was he was beginning this new rebirth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Because if you look at the types of movies that Robert made around this time, he wasn't just Tony Stark. You know, just a little while later, all of a sudden he's Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. for Guy Ritchie, and and that was successful. So so he was really reaching out. He had done things like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. trying to trying Underrated to resurface film. after uh, after he had a little run in with mm-hmm. the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But but he he reinvented himself, and and Iron Man I think was the absolute cornerstone of that. I yeah. think that's what got him roles in other yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you know, so I I think this rebirth of of the superhero genre was much needed. Uh, I loved all the Superman movies made in the '80s. I thought they were fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed all those. Yep. What about the Batman? Yes, Tim Burton. Tim Burton Batman. Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. Especially the first one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely great. Which one was um was Tim Burton Arnold Schwarzenegger as um, Nope. 
Mr. No, Priest? No, no, that was after Burton. Yep. We don't talk about that one? Yeah, that that no. went a different direction. That uh, was somebody <laughs> else who did that one. Yeah, the Michael Keaton ones were, were very good. But yeah, yeah, the Michael Keaton ones were amazing. And what's really funny, Tim Burton got a lot of flack for casting Michael Keaton mm-hmm. because, you know... James, your generation might not realize this, but Michael Keaton was a comedian. You're right. He was Mr. Mom. He was, yeah. yeah he was a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Or know? Johnny Dangerously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good one, too. <laughs> he was Beetlejuice, man. Yeah. yeah. You know? And like, no one saw him as, like, a dramatic actor. And when Tim Burton made that decision, people were like, oh, man, this is just, you're casting a comedian as Batman. Yeah. And you got to realize where superhero movies were at this time period. Mm-hmm. You know, they were nothing. They didn't make money. And 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 where was Batman coming from at this point? Well, Adam West. Yes. And the 1960s camp. Yes. That's that's what everyone knew. So now you're going to cast a comedian. Well, it's camp. This <laughs> right. whole thing's going to be camp. They're going to ruin it. But that is not the direction he took it. And and all of a sudden, Michael Keaton is such a famous Batman that now. Warner Brothers has reached out to him to come back and refill the role. Oh yeah. So he's put he's donned the cowl once again. Mm-hmm. So these these directors make these big decisions. Would you call it art? N- now see like uh, Tim Burton's got a certain style. Mm-hmm. He's got a very right. unique style. Yeah. 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 yeah, so great. He loves filling the screen with bunches of different colors and Making you think you're on acid, <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, it's all got this gothic overhand. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and, and, you yep. know, it, it's it's comic book world, but it's, but it's very dark. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and now now it's something that really influenced a lot of people. Frank Miller, uh, mm. he you know, he writes some of the wrote some of the greatest graphic novels. And if you're not into graphic novels, I understand, but it is a form of literature. And Frank Miller was the Sin City movies. Right? Yeah, yeah. He he wrote he wrote Sin City. But there was another thing that he did with Batman in the eighties. Mm-hmm. He decided uh, it was Frank Miller who first said, "I'm getting rid of the camp. I'm done with oh, it." Oh yeah. The Dark Knight. Dark. Yeah. yeah. He's the one who really brought that forward. Christian Bale. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the darker, edgier stuff. Exactly. And now a lot of Christian Bale stuff, the stuff that Christopher Nolan did eventually, was based off of the type of Batman that Frank Miller said, this is who the Dark Knight should be. Mm-hmm. Not this campy guy. Mm-hmm. He needs to be this dark, edgy, tortured individual. He's got to have a foot kind of set more in reality. Absolutely. Now, But see, psychologists, believe it or not, there are books out there, The Psychology of Batman. Mm-hmm. And... and his villains are the best. Oh yeah, ever. And we're getting off in the weeds a little. Well, I want to. I want to mention. Um, you mentioned Michael Keaton, him being kind of a surprise as a Batman. That happens more often than not when people see castings like that. Heath Ledger was a great example for oh, the Joker. Yeah. He was. Yeah. People were angry that he was going to be the Joker because he was the Knight's Tale guy. He was the Ten Things I Love About You guy, the pretty boy blonde. You know, nobody thought he was going to be a good Joker, and then. We get one of the greatest performances of all time. Yeah. Of, of all time. Of all time. Period. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Like if I were to sit here and say greatest performances he, in all of cinema, he's up there. He's yeah. up there absolutely. He's in my yeah. top ten. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, and a lot of people came forward and said that this role killed him. That's not what killed him. What ki- what killed him was uh, drugs. Mm-hmm. That's that's what eventually got Heath. But but a lot of people like to link that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was just there was a lot of things going into that. But uh, so. When Marvel came out with their comic books, you know, and the reason why old comics are worth so much money, during World War II, there were shortages that swept this nation. And one of those was paper. 
Mm-hmm. So so moms, <laughs> you know, everyone did their part for the war effort. So everybody donated everything that they could to try and get the war effort to move forward. And one of those things that were donated were comics. Moms went into the bedrooms, they stole Billy's comic, and they and they threw it in the pile of donations. And then that's why older comics are so rare, uh, because most of them ended up in the war effort, mm-hmm. man. Um, and then I can remember in the 1980s, Marvel's very first step after, because, you know, with the success of Donner's Superman, who mm-hmm. also took a completely different approach to Superman, his big thing was... I'm going to make you believe a man can fly. I'm going to make you believe that. And back when Superman came out, we hadn't really ever seen anything like that. Yeah. He made that happen. So other directors are looking around. One of them, um, Todd Howard, Opie, from mm-hmm. right. the Andrew Griffith Show, was like, you know what will work? Howard the Duck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the perfect idea. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. It was it was a very obscure comic book mm-hmm. out of Marvel's collection. And so he bought it. And they made a terrible yeah. movie that bombed really bad. So the comic book company decided we're not doing that again for mm-hmm. a while. And so that's why we don't see like a lot of Marvel movies the same way that we see DC because DC dominated the big screen for yes. the longest. I had Superman, I got Batman. There, those are the two big money makers mm-hmm. in movies. Yeah, and then we had the the Catwoman movie in the early 2000s. Well, that one, <laughs> and uh, we all wanted to go to bed afterwards. Oh, Hallie, that was yeah. just terrible performance. Uh, looks like we got a caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. I'd like to make a comment that I think might resonate with um, people in Wyoming. We're in a fossil fuel state here. It's a large, has been a large part of our economy. What I'm going to reflect on is Friday, May 6th of this year, the Wall Street Journal had a really brief little article. Carbon dioxide hit record in April. And this is interesting. It says the level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere reached a record high in April, according to measurements of heat-trapping gas measured on Hawaii's Mauna Loa volcano. Well, volcanoes emit uh, carbon dioxide. I don't know why they have the equipment set up there, but they do. So then it goes on to say the uptick is part of a decades-long rise in atmospheric carbon dioxide levels driven by the burning of coal and other fossil fuels, according to the chemical footprinting of the atmospheric carbon atoms and various various other scientific analysis conducted in recent years. Okay, and that's kind of important. I would assume, although the article doesn't say it, that they use a lot of algorithmic calculation. And I'm sure a lot of people are aware that an algorithm is basically a recipe. It relies on the data programmed in to reach the conclusions that an algorithm reaches. We've got crypto tokens out there that are nothing more than algorithmic calculations. So I myself could go on a tangent about algorithms, but I'm not going to. What I wanted to say also is the concluding paragraph of this article in which they slam down on fossil fuels, burning coal, et cetera, oil and gas as being the record 
uh, uh, driving carbon dioxide. Here's the last paragraph. <clears throat> the last time atmospheric carbon dioxide levels were so high occurred more than 2.5 million years ago, an analysis of fossil minerals suggests. Carbon dioxide levels at that time were believed to have exceeded 400 parts per million. Well, we know at that time, 2.5 million years ago, we weren't driving around in a pickup truck or heating our houses from coal-fired power plants. So I don't know. It's just a thought. Maybe we should ask these questions. Where is the data coming from? Because we certainly have seen an uptick in volcanic activity in the past 50 years and other factors. I'm not taking it all away from fossil fuels, but I think it might be wrong to hang your hat entirely on fossil fuel use. So um, that's all I wanted to remark on, and thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you much. So when it came to, like, Richard Donner and, and Tim Burton, doing doing their movies, Marvel uh, kind of stepped back, and they decided they weren't going to do anything. But when we come back from a commercial break, I'm going to give you a little bit of history as to what led Marvel back into cinema. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The museum at the Bighorns invites you to watch the Eaton's Horse Drive while enjoying a pancake breakfast on the porch of the museum. Your ticket purchase at the pancake breakfast allows you free admission to the museum at the Bighorns, a discount on selected gift items, as well as several silent auction items. So mark your calendar Sunday, May 22nd, beginning at 7.30 a.m., Pancake Breakfast in Eaton's Horse Drive at the Museum of the Bighorns, 850 Sibley Circle, Sheridan. That's Sunday, May 22nd, Pancake Breakfast, an event you don't want to miss. The Wyo Theater and National Theater Live presents Arthur Miller's dark and passionate play, A View from the Bridge, Thursday, May 19th at 6.30 p.m. Longshoreman Eddie Carbone welcomes his Sicilian cousins to the land of freedom. But when one of them fall for his beautiful niece, they discover that freedom comes at a price. A View from the Bridge, Thursday, May 19th at 6.30 p.m. Tickets are available now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. At Brackleton's, we like to bring something new to the menu every few months, and it's that time again. So let's talk about one of our new dishes, ravioli, Brackleton style. Cheese ravioli and Brackleton's house-made red wine marinara, locally made Sackett's pork sausage, and topped with shaved Italian Asiago cheese. The best of the best out west, Frackleton's Fine Food and Spirits on Main Street, downtown Sheridan, where good food is good mood. Remember when your mom used to say, eat your cranberries or you'll get a bladder infection? Well, if you ignored her and now you're in trouble, 
Well, you need the health-giving stuff you can only get at the Health Nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins, and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a healthy grocery store and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy. Get healthy. And that all starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting and I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, and Mr. James Timberlake. Give us a ring, 674-4443-672-5763. Our subject this morning is something fun, something uh, a little lighthearted. Are Marvel movies ruining cinema? Well, I was going to give you a little bit of history on Marvel movies We talked about how they decided to go ahead and step back from the production of those things. But the fact of the matter was, Marvel Films opened up from in 1993. And their first big movie was Blade. Oh, yeah. Ah. Yep. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's not the first Marvel movie. Mm. X-Men, they they started production like a long time ago. Yeah. And then you had, uh, what else? Spider Man, all the all the Toby the Maguire, Maguire. Uh, the what's what's that kid's name, James? Uh, uh, the other one, the Amazing Spider. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Now those films were not made by Marvel Studios. Those films were made by Sony and mm-hmm. Fox. Fox bought the rights to X Men because X Men was one of Marvel's biggest sell. I think at the time it was the biggest selling. Uh, comic book that they had. Spider-Man was another big seller. Mm-hmm. So Marvel sold the rights off so that others could make those movies until finally somebody said, you know what, I really think we could do this ourselves, yeah, guys. Let's, ourselves. Just, let's just give it a shot. So they gave it a shot with Blade, a, a pretty obscure character. You know, if you mm-hmm. haven't seen the movie, it stars Wesley Snipes. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to say it's great. I'm sorry, it's not. It's not great. It's uh, kind of one of those forgotten 90s movies. And it should be. Yeah. But especially uh, with Wesley Snipes' behavior on set. That's <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. That's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. my God. Crazy. So as we move forward, Blade actually was considered somewhat successful. So they made money. It had a sequel, didn't it? It had, yeah. a, it had two yeah. sequels. Yeah. But now Marvel realizes we can do this ourselves. And we can control our own properties. So by the time Blade Trinity comes out, which is the big number three, Marvel's on a roll. Now they're getting the practice of this is how we make a movie. And this is how we make a movie well. Now, let's branch off from Blade. And everyone looked around and they're like, X-Men sold. Mm -hmm. Fox owns their rights. (laughs) Spider-Man sold. Sony owns that right. So who the heck are we going to make a movie about? So somebody dug up the Avengers, an obscure, uh, a relatively popular, uh, you know, super team, yeah. kind of born out of the seventies. I mean, if you look at some of the Jack Kirby art, I would say they have. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, one thing I will say, I I grew up on comic books. I was a comic nerd, obviously. <laughs> I and but if you look at the artists, okay. And the story. It's actually really good. And and I do believe that it, it eventually it will actually be seen as like a fantastic pulp fiction of America. Uh, we might not look at that now because they're comics. I mean, yeah. you know, kids used to buy them for 10 cents and you read them and throw them away. 
then you can make anything into a comic. But and they, they sold the little little uh, shrimp that were the little monkey sea monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and and the X-ray goggles. <laughs> yeah, in that's the back. right. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, it's I I think a lot of people out there probably read a comic or two, mm-hmm. especially if you were a soldier. Oh you yeah. Know, yeah. If you were a soldier, Captain America during World War II was huge. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean he. You know, Stanley's admitted, look, yeah, he was a patriotic figure. Mm-hmm. We we created him to be just that. He was propaganda. That's what yeah. that's what a lot of these guys did. Dr. Seuss did propaganda uh, during the war. So, I mean, you can use these to your advantage. But at the time that they decided to go ahead and start making movies, they realized we only own the, own the rights to this one group. And it was a gamble. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how much of a gamble this actually was to mm-hmm. make Iron Man. Is this going to be successful? Is this going to move us forward? But then we enter Ken, uh, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. The John show Favreau, runner. too. These guys made a great movie. Yeah. And I know what Martin Scorsese says, and I understand where he's coming from. Because to him, a movie needs to be dramatic. Yeah. A movie needs to be something that evokes emotion from... The first scene to the last scene. It's going to change your life. But is that why you go to the movies? Not always. Not always. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like music. I mean, for every uh, cat's in the cradle, there's a surfing bird. Yeah. And they both have their place. Exactly. And what is art? What defines art? Yeah. Well, art's subjective. Mm-hmm. It, it all depends on your point of view. You know, little kids around the world are watching these movies. And these movies include all races, all creeds, mm-hmm. everyone. And yeah. and they're looking up at that screen and they're saying, that's me. Exactly. <laughs> I get to be the hero. Uh, that's me. And and that is a huge impact on children. You know, a lot of those kids are going to go on to be real heroes, doctors, nurses, you know, first-line responders, police mm-hmm. officers, firemen. And, and when you don that uniform, and I can tell you because I've donned a uniform. You feel that. Yeah. You feel that. You know, you try to humble yourself, but you're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing something bigger than myself. And that's a hero. That's a hero. Being part and doing something bigger than the whole. And uh, than yourself. So now, uh, how successful are Marvel movies? Very. Very. Yeah. How much have they made? The... In total, from beginning to end, as of four days ago. Oh, I couldn't even tell you, but it's a um, bunch. I'm going to say $3 billion, give or take. $25 billion worldwide. Sounds right. $25 billion worldwide. Hey, they're keeping theaters going. I mean, the, the, the people that, you know, like Scorsese might not like him, but the people that run the theater... I'm sure they love Marvel movies. Look, oh, yeah. man, they when see, a new they Marvel... see Doctor Strange come out, they're like, oh, my God. I Here it comes. Yeah. I got to wait for the rush. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, this this franchise has made more than Star Wars, guys. Oh, yeah. And 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 I don't ever remember Martin sitting up and saying anything about Star Wars. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you got to think yeah. about, like, everything that goes into a movie. You've got composers who are sitting back there who, who are saying, okay, how do I take audio how do I make this an audio experience mm. as well? Mm-hmm. You know, and and they work hard. 
and and they create fantastic themes for each hero. You know, yeah, the, the Avengers theme in itself is almost noticeable by ear. You absolutely, hear it, like, okay, I know what that is. You know what that is yeah, exactly. You know, now with Iron Man, they went with ACDC, which I actually, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, love that. You it had fits to. the Tony Stark character more so. Oh, to a T. Yeah, to a T. So I would I would disagree with Mr. Scorsese, and I would say that Marvel may be a theme park. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. It is a roller coaster ride, but even watching these movies multiple times still invokes an emotional response from me Absolutely. at certain points because it's not the character mm. that that you're looking at and you're responding to. Okay, when Captain America gives his life or thinks he's giving his life. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sitting there going, "Man, Cap, we're losing you, buddy. I'm going to shed a tear." Yeah. No, it's the valor. It's the bravery. It's key characteristics that all of us want to aspire to as a human being. Yeah. That's a hero. You know, and and if you can show that and if you can teach that to children, that makes you a hero in my eyes. So I think that these movies have so much more value to them than what people think. Mm -hmm. And you can hide, and this is something that authors have done since the dawn of time. You hide truth within fiction. Things that you can't say out loud, you have a fictional superhero or a fictional villain say out loud for you. But the person in the audience, the person reading the book, the person watching the movie, still hears that in their soul to the core and as you've hinted to the the people making those films are taking them seriously i mean exactly. it's a it's yeah. a serious art form and I, I mentioned the uh the cats in the cradle surfing bird i mean you can say okay it's, it's kind of a form of snobbery well you know my my art's on this level and then you've yeah. got surfing bird which is just you know total trash but both of those are also not mozart Right. So, I mean, there's right. all these different levels. And Mozart was considered kind of fluff for his time, too. So. See, isn't that interesting? Yeah. You look back through history like that, and people are going to look at you, you know, in classical music, and be like, Mozart. <laughs> right. yeah. and, and I think Scorsese... Get out of the ghetto. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. There's a, there's a great quote, going back to what you were saying, um, in Spider-Man No Way Home, where uh, Tony Stark is talking to Peter Parker, and Peter Parker um, says to Tony Stark, if I don't have, I'm no, I'm nothing without the suit. And then Tony Stark says to him, "If you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve the suit." Exactly. Which is a great point to shed to children. Mm-hmm. Like you are more than what the uniform that you put on. You're more, yeah, as a person. Yeah. You should be the best person that you could be with or without the suit on. Period. Yes, exactly. That's and that, and, and it's theme. a beautiful. It's a great theme to teach to people just in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you look. At Marvel movies, I'm going to break down their formula for you, buddy. And mm-hmm. if you haven't figured it out, I'm about to disappoint you. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. All right. They all number follow one, kind of the same line. They all do. <laughs> all right. Number one, I become the hero. Yeah. Right. Boom. I figure out who I'm supposed to be. Number two, I'm at the height of my power. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm a, I'm a big guy out there whipping butt. Number three, I've lost the source of that power. Tony loses his suit. Mm-hmm. Cap gives up the shield. Thor lost the hammer. They all lose what they think is their strength, and they have to reach deep down and find something else, right? Mm -hmm. For me, one of my favorite ones is they address, and Marvel did this at a perfect time. We had a lot of soldiers coming home 
and and it's May is Mental Health Month. So I'm going to touch on this, and I'm going to say this, and some people might say, ah, you're being dramatic. I don't care because it affects me. In Iron Man 3? I know, I know, what, I know what you're talking about right Tony now. Tony experiences PTSD. Yep. That's Iron Man 3. To the point where he is, his anxiety attacks are are destroying his life, mm-hmm. ruining his relationships. Soldiers coming home from the conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan saw that on film. Tony, yeah, Mister, got it together. Yeah, Mister, gonna charm the pants off. You. Yeah, yeah, Mister, I can do anything. He's going through it too. Now, when I watch that film, guys, that's one of the moments. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I've, I've seen and I felt. I'm getting choked up just talking about. It. I've mm-hmm. seen and I felt that man. I know what you're talking about. I, I'm there. I'm with you. Yeah. And Tony Stark's going through it, so it was okay for me to go through. Exactly. It. Yeah. And it was okay for those soldiers to feel that and know you're still a hero. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't like what they called Fat Thor. Yeah, that one was okay. I, I loved. I loved what they did with Thor. But we, and and what were they doing? Well, they were still – you're worthy no matter what situation you're in. If you're depressed or anything like that, you're still worthy as a person. Depression does not make you unworthy. Exactly. When he reaches out mm-hmm. and that hammer hits his hand. He pauses for a second and it finally hits his hand. And he realizes so good. I'm still a hero. Yeah. Mental illness does not remove the value of being a hero and, and what you are. Exactly. You know, and, and these little things like this are hidden all the way through there. All the way through these things. The hero, you know, let's look at Doctor Strange. Okay. Mm-hmm. My favorite Marvel hero. Really? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, buddy. But he does follow very much the same arc yeah. as Tony Stark. Right? I'm confident. I've yeah. got everything under control. They're Nothing not too can dissimilar beat me. As characters, yeah. And then you take away what I had. Now I got to reach back and I got to find something different. I got to find a new life. I got to figure out something different because I just lost everything that I had. Somebody who hit rock bottom mm-hmm. in their life feels that. They know that. I've sold off everything that I own. I've given everything away. My friends no longer love me. Yeah. All the source of my power is gone. I'm done. I may as well just quit. Well, that is a hero origin story right there. Exactly, yeah. What are you going to do with this misery? What are you going to do? Are you going to lay in the hole? Or are you going to climb out? Mm-hmm. Become something bigger, someone better? Yeah. Or it's a villain origin story. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> yeah, never know. Yeah, They're right? mirrors yeah. of each other. They that's, really that's could. Another, exactly. That's another part of the... The line that they always follow, the hero, the villain is always the mirror image of the hero. You can't have a good line. movie without a good without villain. Without a good villain, you don't have a good movie. You can't, and, and if the villain's not believable, I'm checking out. Well, it's very true, yeah. I'm checking out. Yeah. So let's, uh, we're going to talk about Heath Ledger a little bit more when we come back and his depiction of the Joker. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Shared.
Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Parker Millinger provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all your financial basis and making informed decisions. Contact us today at Harker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Liam's Furniture is having an inventory reduction sale, 20 to 50% off all in-stock brand-new furniture accessories and home decor. Ashley Hybrid 12-inch mattresses were $7.99, now $5.99. King size is available. A dinette set with four padded chairs was $6.99, now $3.99. Markdowns on lamps, coffee tables, cowhide rugs, 20 to 50% off store-wide. Hurry in now. Liam's Furniture, 250 North Main, downtown Sheridan. The 38th annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby is happening Memorial Day weekend at Lake DeSmit. Get ready for a fun-filled weekend with a great old sport. The lake is located on I-97 miles north of Buffalo. There are $100 to $2,000 tag fish, a total of over $50,000 in cash and prices, including a Polaris Sportsman 570 Trail ATV. The 38th annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby, May 28th through the 30th. And thanks again to our great sponsor, Budweiser. This September, Keno is going to be Wyoming's hottest draw game. That's right. Wild Auto is bringing Keno to town, and they're onboarding new retailers all summer long. What's so great about Keno? People love to play. It's fun, low-cost entertainment for everyone 18 and older. Selling Keno is a proven way to lift your business, attract new customers, rake in bigger tabs, and tap into new revenue year over year. Join Wild Auto for a free info session Tuesday, May 17th at 10 a.m. or 1 p.m. in Sheridan at the former Public Library on West Alger. That's Tuesday, May 17th. No reservations required. They'll answer your questions and talk about how Kino can boost your bottom line. Learn more and start your Kino retailer application at wildlotto.com slash Kino retailers. That's wildlotto.com slash Kino retailers. Good morning and welcome back to public or Jackson Electric Open Lines. It's, I'm telling you. It's under the same umbrella. It's under the same umbrella. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Trevor yeah. went off on that. All right. So <laughs> this morning, I'm actually here with my friends, Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, and James Timberlake. Trevor, how are you holding up there with all the nerd talk? Yeah, a lot of nerd talk going on, buddy. Do you hear my take? <laughs> it's all entertainment, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like music where it's subjective. Mm-hmm. And the music you like is the music you grew up with. Okay? The music I listened to in high school is the music I like. Mm -hmm. That genre. Okay? My parents thought I was insane when I was in high school. Yeah. They thought for sure I was going to hell and the music was the <laughs> devil. And what I ha what I have adopted over the years is it's just a song. Yeah. It's just, that's it. Somebody wrote this song. I don't care if you think it's art or not, but it's entertainment. Yeah. Steven Tyler wrote the great song, Janie's Got a Gun. 
saw the interview with him, said he got all these compliments. Man, you wrote a song that really, you know, really said something. Yeah. And he said, I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? It's only rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a song. So all these, so because it's, because I like to listen to hard rock and metal, and it sounds loud, automatically people think it's evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hip-hop music, gangsters. Yep. You know, you so associate. It's it's entertainment. Movies are age appropriate as well. In nineteen seventy seven when Star Wars came out, it was amazing. Oh yeah. Because nothing like that could have ever been done. And it was done in it wasn't done with CGI and computers. Practical effects. You know, man. they they did have a lot there were some computers used, obviously. Yeah. It wasn't all that. But at that time in my life it was unbelievable. Jaws is a, a campy Hilarious movie. You know what? When yeah. I was twelve, what? when I was twelve, it scared the crap out Terrifying. of me. Now, as an adult, it's really got a lot of humor in it, and yeah. I laughed my way through it. So, really, a lot of it's age appropriate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember the last superhero movie. I maybe those early Batman movies. Yeah, the, were the okay. Michael they weren't Keaton great. Ones. Like yeah. I would never watch them again. You know, because they weren't like, oh, I have to go watch. Michael Keaton again, or whatever, yeah. you know, or what's his, uh, Clooney, George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, that's so <laughs> I, bad. He's apologized. I'm me. almost so jaded that I need to be knocked, have my socks knocked off. Yeah. And to me, it's a cookie cutter, crank them out. Let's have some original thought, Hollywood, instead of just, look, they want to make movies. They want to make money, and they've got a formula to make money. Yep. And that's why they do it. They don't do it because. This is my art where I can do something with Spider-Man. They're doing it because we can make 200 million bucks because <laughs> people are going to come in droves and watch this. Now, that's my level. Right. But I, I break it down to this. It's all entertainment. Professional wrestling, professional sports, college sports. We go to be entertained. Like, I, I, I go to a movie. I don't want a message. I want to go for two hours. I want to get my refreshments, and I want to be entertained. If I get a message, great. If not, I don't really. I wasn't there looking for a message. The Great Outdoors. Like, okay, the, what was the movie with the the tall blue aliens? What's Avatar, his name? Did it? Avatar. Avatar. Okay, everybody said, okay, it has this theme. Yeah, it did. But I didn't take that away from it. Like literally going, oh, the Earth is, you know, it, it was a global warming thing. The movie was terrific. Right. Yeah. But the message to me was secondary because I thought the visual stuff was awesome. Right. Don't hold up. I totally understand that. Uh, and see, Trevor's one of those guys that that's exactly what he's going for. Mm-hmm. And, and and you're you're aiming as a movie maker for someone like that as well. Yep. I'm yeah. going to entertain you. That's, you know, that's the your broad audience. There you go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. We got a caller. Go ahead, caller. You are on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I wanted to briefly touch on the Marvel movies. I don't know what's wrong with them. I'd like to see somebody call in and say what's bad about them. Uh, And I wanted to say that the first Iron Man movie is my favorite. The way they did that movie, it was almost believable, you know. Yeah, yeah. Take take some old iron and build him a helmet and everything out of it and do his thing. When they added sequels to it, they made it a little too far-fetched, so I like the first one. But the main thing I wanted to talk about is 
I wanted to add to what Vicky was saying about volcanoes. In 1980, I actually climbed Mount Mauna Loa volcano in Hawaii, and I almost didn't make it off that mountain alive, actually. It's supposed to be a two-day trip to go up there. There's a shack about halfway up, and it's kind of down in a small crater. I think they call them the vent. And most people stay there one night, and then they go to the top the next day. And these shacks, there's one on top, too, and they were built by scientists that study the volcanoes. And what was interesting about that first shack is the outhouse is built right over the, the vent hole. So if you look down through the seat of the outhouse, you can't see the bottom of it. <laughs> it's kind of scary to look down in there. <laughs> it makes a, makes a good outhouse hole because you'll, you'll never have to dig a new one. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. It's very true. Anyway, I was only going to go to that first shack and then go back. And I did start about 8 o'clock in the morning where the end of the road is. And I got to thinking I'll never be back there again, and I want to climb that mountain. So I went ahead and went to the top of it. But... It took a long time, more and longer than I thought it would. I, I only got so, about a minute left, partner. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, after that, I almost died of hypothermia up there. But after that, I went down in Kilauea Crater, and that's the one that's been blowing up ever since. And it was full of poisonous gases. I mean, really wicked stuff. And, boy, we... Me and this other guy, we really had trouble down there breathing. We had to get out of there. So she's right. Volcanoes do belch out a lot of poisonous stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. I appreciate that call, and uh, I'm glad you made it out of that volcano. <laughs> right. Uh, now, um, it we've been talking about the heroes and, and all that stuff, and there's just a one thing, you know, the when you look at a story, whether it be a novel, whether it be a video game, whether it be a movie or a TV show, I think fundamentally we are there to be entertained. Uh, for me, I do try to look a little deeper and try to see what someone may be trying to say. What values are we really putting forward? And I think as long as those all remain positive and we teach our children the, our values and, and the value of a life, all life, I think it's a good program. And uh, James? Why not? I mean, I think they're, they're all, they all provide something that is valuable to people that want to see it. Well, there's a place for everything. Different. There's a place for exactly. Schindler's List. There's a place for Dumb and Dumber. Exactly. You can exactly. go to a yep. museum one day and then the theme park the next day. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Now get out there and have fun, folks. This has been the Jackson Electric Open Line on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it.
From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Checks continue to be the subject of more fraud than any other form of payment. First Federal Bank and Trust will help you stay one step ahead with positive pay for business. Our positive pay service detects fraudulent checks early and prevents them from being paid. We believe in avoiding the hassle of check fraud investigations so you can focus on the best parts of your business. Contact Kim Wells, First Federal's cash management officer, to get started with positive pay today. First Federal Bank and Trust, your partner in success member FDIC. Now's the time to start those projects you've been dreaming about. Excavation, landscaping, or home improvement. Wagner Ranch Services has the materials. Wagner Ranch Services carries many types of gravel, scoria, topsoil, and landscaping products. Check out Wagner's landscaping display where you can view a variety of landscaping materials that can be picked up from the yard or delivered. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane, 307-752-2787. Open Monday through Friday from 7 to 5. Doctors Joseph Ketchke, Ben Fowler, and David Fisher of Wild Visions Associates takes time now to salute our soldiers and veterans who have given their lives. We stand in awe of your dedication and are humbled by your sacrifices this Memorial Day and every day. This message from Wild Vision Associates, a quality business made up of people who care. Call 673-5177 or visit wildvision.com. Doctors Joseph Ketsky, Ben Fowler, and David Fisher of Wild Vision Associates in Sheridan and Dr. Jaron Olson of Wild Vision Associates of Gillette, remembering and thanking our veterans who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Join Sheridan Community Land Trust and Sheridan Media as we celebrate you at Trail Fest at Kendrick Park Saturday, June 4th. Starting at 8 a.m., we'll have food trucks, 5K fun run, yoga, a kids' raffle race with prizes, activity booths, and even live music at 2.30. This free, family-friendly event is also where the Dead Sweet Bike Race starts and finishes. We've got all the events in this week's Country Bounty and online at SheridanCLT.org. Trail Fest, June 4th at Kendrick Park, brought to you in part by First Federal Bank and Trust. You've been procrastinating. Admit it. Your car's been needing a tune-up, but you've just been so busy being awesome. How awesome will that summer road trip be when your car breaks down, leaving you stranded? Perhaps scheduling an appointment with Midas to get that tune-up is a good idea. They'll let you know what needs fixing and what can wait. And right now, you can get big savings on tires, brakes, shocks, struts, and more. Keep your car running safely with a few more coins in your pocket at Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Broadcasting from the Jill Bates Investing Studio, brokered by EXP. K-R-O-L. 